companies are purposefully putting these microplastics into personal care products. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 24 of the Clean Kitchen Podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Kevin. And Kevin, did you know that you may be consuming a credit card's worth of plastic every single week? No, no, I did not. Well, that's what we're talking about today. We're going to be talking about plastics, but specifically microplastics. Yes, exactly. So microplastics might be a new word for you. So we're going to start with what the heck are microplastics. Then we're going to talk about their impact on your health. Mm -hmm. If you are consuming that credit card worth of microplastics, what does that mean? What is that doing to you? And then of course, we're going to talk about some real life practical ways you can reduce your exposure to microplastics. Yep. And going off that, like Kevin said, we're going to give you specific alternatives and swaps you can make to reduce your exposure because Mm -hmm. these are really harming our body in a negative way. Yes. Let's, let's jump right into it. Yes. Let's start at, of course, the, the beginning of this, what are microplastics? So microplastics are teeny tiny pieces of plastic and they're smaller than five millimeters. Okay. So think of like a sesame seed. Okay. That's kind of what they're uh, similar to in mm-hmm. size. And, and and think about it, like, you know, plastic bottles or plastic bags or toys, these things, they break down over time, mm-hmm. but they don't completely disappear. They just break down and crumble into these really small pieces. And these small pieces are microplastics. Okay. So that that is basically what microplastics are. And these little pieces, most of the time, you can't really see them with your eyes, but they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're floating in our oceans, our rivers, they're... They're in our air. They're 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 everywhere. Yeah. Once you start to just look around in general about the amount the amount of plastic around you, whether it's household products or clothes, maybe that you wear, it's right. amazing how surrounded food, food products, food, everything, how surrounded you are by these plastics in general that eventually become microplastics. Yeah, it, it's everywhere. Yeah, and we're gonna get into reducing your exposure to these plastics towards the end of the episode, but. Um, you can you can see right away how this is a problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, just there's a lot of microplastics in our ocean, which mm-hmm. we're going to get into more later. But you know, fish think this is food, and then, mm-hmm. then they consume it, and then we and then they get sick, and then maybe we're consuming that fish that ate these microplastics, and then we get sick. Yep. So it's really it's really everywhere. Yes. Okay. So that's what pl- microplastics are. You mentioned a couple examples, like bottles, maybe are a common source of, of plastics that we see. But are, are there other products that contain these microplastics? Great question. Traditional smoothie preparation involved buying expensive ingredients like protein, collagen, functional mushrooms, healthy fats, and fruit, along with the hassle of cleaning a bulky blender. Flav City saw this inefficiency and set out to revolutionize the smoothie experience. With just one scoop of the Flav City protein smoothie in a shaker bottle combined with your preferred liquid, you can effortlessly enjoy a complete and nutrient-dense smoothie on the go. These chef-driven protein smoothies have finally bridged the gap between flavor and function with no funky aftertastes, no artificial sweeteners, and no gritty textures. Every single ingredient is derived from real, delicious, whole foods and crafted to enhance your health journey. They have chocolate peanut butter, chocolate, berries and cream, and my personal favorite, vanilla cream. Just go to shopflavecity.com or click the link in the description of this episode. Again, that is code CLEANKITCHEN for 15% off everything site-wide. Now back to the show. So Thank when you. I was doing <laughs> when I was doing research for this, I was a little bit shocked at what I'm about to tell you. Mm-hmm. So there are 
two different types of microplastics. And I knew of one, but I didn't know about this other one. So the first one, which I didn't know about, is primary microplastics. Okay. Primary microplastics is when companies are purposefully putting these microplastics, these small uh, plastic particles, also known as microbeads, into personal care products. Mm. So think of a face wash or a body wash that maybe has some exfoliating feature to it. This may be plastic, hmm. little little pieces of plastic to basically make it feel like you know you're exfoliating your skin and it's killing those dead skin cells. Yeah, it's plastic. Plastic. I was going to ask you why why would a company do that? Basically, for the feeling of yeah. hey, I'm, I'm it, it, like it feels like I'm really doing something to my skin here uh-huh. and. Yeah, you're, like I said, you're getting away. You're you're killing your dead skin. You're get your you're getting rid of your dead skin cells. Okay, that that, that it in itself is wild that a company would purposefully right put these micro plastic micro beads yes. specifically yes. into their products. Yeah. So what what are some examples of, of types of products? Oh, like a uh, face wash, okay, body wash. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, like, and I don't know how much how much companies are doing this today. Mm-hmm. I hope now that we're realizing the impact of microplastics that this is becoming less prevalent. Mm-hmm. But another example is like toothpaste. Mm. Like people put in toothpaste for, again, the same reason. Like it basically just feels like you're cleaning your teeth a little bit extra. Yeah. Like this exfoliation, this mm-hmm. like rubbing against your teeth. Yeah, it's like grittier, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, but then also in like different cleansers, like people like... um cleaning products mm-hmm. you know if you have a spray or something you're spraying it on your counter maybe they'll put a little bit in there so again get that exfoliation yeah uh process yep i remember scary s- not specific to microplastics but for toothpaste i used to just use like standard toothpaste the ones right. that Crest. most people use yeah whatever it is yeah and it, w- it would always like y- it bubbles up in your mouth and you're like man i'm i'm really cleaning my mouth good yeah and you told me about another company called dr bronner dr bronner's yes uh that has uh a more more like, less chemical more natural ingredients more natural ingredients yeah and i switched dr bronner's and if you do make that switch the, the first thing you'll notice immediately is that it doesn't feel like there's all this like soap in yeah, your mouth like sudsy yeah yep it's less of that yep and and you're wondering like why was the other toothpaste that i was using not why why is it not the same why is it so different yeah um and it, it you told me that it, it's all because the other toothpaste not dr bronner's are adding in like a, an artificial feeling yep. of clean yeah there's no benefit to getting that <laughs> sudsy feeling yeah. of your, your average toothpaste it's yeah. just the the feel like mentally mentally exactly yes. yeah that specific ingredient i believe is sodium lauryl sulfate uh-huh. shout out carly she's the one there who taught, taught yeah. me all about that sodium lauryl sulfate is uh is that chemical that they put in normal toothpaste that gives it that sudsy feeling. Yes. And you won't find that in normal, yeah. uh, natural toothpaste like right. Dr. Broder's or Risewell, those sort of brands. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's crazy. It's not the same here, but it's the same idea, same idea. of a company's adding something that isn't value add. Exactly. Yeah. It's just all mental kind of. Yeah. It's that. Marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So that you mentioned primary. Correct. Microplastics. Is there something else then too? Yep. Secondary microplastics. Okay. So this is... This is what I was most familiar with mm. going into this uh, podcast episode, which is, you know, the fragments from plastic water bottles or bags and mm. basically deteriorating o- deteriorating over time into these smaller particles, mm. a.k.a. microplastics. Mm-hmm. Um, but then something else that uh, interested me was that there's a lot of these microplastics that can basically come off of your clothing when you're mm. washing it. So 
if you put up a, huh. a load of wash with synthetic clothing, specifically uh, synthetic fibers like polyester or nylon, these can release these tiny, tiny fibers uh-huh. during the wash. Um, and this is actually a significant source of uh, the pollution in the oceans. Mm. Uh, that's how micro uh, uh, how microplastics get into the oceans is from when we wash our clothes that are made of synthetic materials. It breaks off these microplastics and they're in the ocean. Yeah, this one is a little bit mind blowing. I think if you really think about it, because it's, it's every item of cloth clothing you watch wash, and it's every time you do it, right? Which is an an absurd amount of clothing ac- across the country. Uh, if you really start to think about it, and all these little microplastics continuing to get into the, that water supply, impacting salt, impacting fish, impacting just how how we we go in that water. Are, yeah. are we getting yeah, microplastics through our skin? I, I don't know. Uh, probably not through our skin. No, uh, no. It's difficult to absorb microplastics through skin. Okay, so that's this good. Is something I was I was uh, yeah. interested in as well. Yeah. It seems like it's more just orally. Okay. Like if you're eating eating it, I mean, if you drink some salt water on accident, yeah, maybe, sure people do. Maybe <laughs> some yeah, definitely been there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Big okay. wave comes in. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so you you mentioned these secondary plastics. The the one that really stands out to me is just like the clothing itself that are are made from these synthetic fibers that include microplastics in them. Is that something that you're thoughtful of when you're purchasing clothes? Recently, it has been. Yeah, yeah. this is this has been uh, something I've been paying more attention to recently. I've been trying to buy, and we're going to get into more alternatives mm-hmm. later, but um, cotton, mm-hmm. 100% cotton clothing, mm-hmm. because obviously that's natural. It doesn't contain these synthetic materials. Mm-hmm. So yes, that has been something I've been uh, thinking about yeah. recently. It seems like it's getting more popular is thinking about the clothing For you're sure. wearing um, whether it's just a t-shirt or shorts or boxers, whatever it might be, um, thinking about how that impacts your hormones. We talked yeah. about endocrine disruptors before that, that can be for sure one of those here. Yeah, exactly. So not only, unfortunately, are you polluting the ocean with every single wash that you do that mm-hmm. contains synthetic clothing, but mm-hmm. also like you just said, uh, there's more and more studies coming out that are showing that these synthetic materials can negatively affect your hormones mm-hmm. because a lot of them contain chemicals uh, like phthalates, which are endocrine disruptors and, and hormone disruptors. So um, I something, a switch that I did make a few months ago was changing all of my underwear to 100% mm. organic cotton underwear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because even if I'm wearing, you know, this is, I'm wearing, I'm wearing synthetic material right now. This yeah. is synthetic uh, polyester, uh-huh. but I'm wearing organic boxers. Yeah. So. so like one layer of protection. Exactly. The other one too, that I think of is bed sheets. And we talked yeah. about this on, on last week's episode, the, the gifts. Yeah. And one of our gift recommendations was hundred percent organic bed sheets. Yeah. It was, it was organic bamboo bed sheets. Bamboo. Yeah. Which okay. is also natural. There you go. Um, but they also have cotton. Gotten okay. 100% organic cotton. Yeah. Sheets. Yeah. Another so, thing you're sleeping on every yeah. single night. Eight, hopefully eight hours a night. Hopefully eight hours <laughs> a night. In other words, a third of your life. Yeah. There you go. That's kind of scary. Yeah. So you want to make sure that ingredient, that um, that material yes. that you're touching for that third of your life yeah. is is hopefully not causing any harm. Yeah. But also your clothes. I mean, you're always, your clothes, you're always yeah. wearing clothes yeah. for the other two thirds of your life. Yeah. So... Yeah, well, it's definitely uh, something to pay attention to. Yep. And uh-huh. I, I think you're right. I think more people are waking up to it, I yeah. guess you could say. It seems to be trendy. I don't know if yeah. trendy is the right word. But. Yeah. I feel like it's just been, it's, it's, we're just so used to it. Like it was, it was kind of an overlooked topic. Mm-hmm. Like you don't really think about it. Yeah. And now it's like, wait a second. Yeah. I'm wearing synthetic clothing every day, uh-huh. all day. Mm-hmm. Is that bad? Yeah. So this is one of those things that 
I think about when, like, if you're someone that's starting on your health journey, like a lot of this information can feel so overwhelming. I have to replace all of my clothes yeah, right now. Right. And the answer to that is no. It's, no. it's something you have to do over time. I'm thinking about like my own health journey, like the area that I personally started was food because mm-hmm. it was something that was obvious and it was something I knew I was ingesting every day. And then I've started to swap out some of these microplastic areas that we'll talk about a little bit later. And food is, or um, clothing is something for me that's on the roadmap that I haven't fully gotten to yet. Yep. Um, but for anyone feeling overwhelmed, me, someone that is is very in the weeds on this, it's something I'm doing very gradually. Is, yeah. is that the same way you approach it? hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And th- those are great points. I think it's the best. I think we did a previous top uh, podcast episode about this kind of like which, what order to do this in. Yeah. And I think diet and nutrition is definitely step number one. Yeah. It's like the easiest thing to change. Yeah. And yeah, it's the easiest thing to control. So I'm with you. This mm-hmm. is something, this clothing is something I'm I'm just now learning about. So I'm slowly making these changes. Yes. I, I didn't throw away all my clothes. Yeah. I, the first thing I did do was throw away all my old underwear and, there you go. and boxers. Yeah. Um, cause I had gotten organic ones. So that was basically step number one for me. That's basically yeah. all I've done. Yeah. Um, I, ha- I bought some organic shorts and things like that, but I, as, as we could see right now, like I'm pretty yeah. sure both of these are <laughs> not hundred percent cotton. Right. Um, I did buy some hundred percent cotton shirts, uh, recently, but yeah, gradual, yeah, gradual changes. So maybe that's a good place to start then is, is if you're, if you're looking to change out your clothing, underwear might yeah, be one of I the first Yeah, I think that's place. the best place to there start, 100%. Okay. All right, so maybe yes. that's the, the takeaway there. Yes. Um, let, let's move into, we, we've learned about what microplastics are, but why is it that they're bad for us? Why is it that consuming microplastics either through our, our clothes or through food is bad? Before we even get to the impact that these microplastics have on us, this is having a really negative impact on the environment. Mm-hmm. We just talked about all of these microplastics going into the oceans. I think it was every single load of wash you do mm-hmm. with synthetic clothing releases 1,900 microplastic particles into the ocean. Uh-huh. That's scary. Yes. So these fish and different creatures that live in the oceans can be mistaking this f- for food. Mm-hmm. And this is detrimental to their health. It can cause physical blockages in their body, digestive issues, um, and, and so so many other problems, which we'll, we'll get into in a minute about the, the specific chemicals that are in these uh, microplastics. But yeah, these are very toxic to wildlife. And not only that, but I always remember growing up, we would talk about how plastic can have an impact on uh, wildlife in terms of like sea turtles getting stuck yes. in, in them, yes. something like that. Yeah, like um, I know people aren't a huge fan of the paper straws, but like the plastic straws, you'd always hear they get stuck in like a whale's blowhole or something oh, like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Or, or like maybe a turtle would eat the, yeah. the plastic straw. What? I, yeah, yeah. What I always think is like the, you know, like the whatever Gatorade would come in, like a six-pack yes. of Gatorade, yes. like that. Uh-huh. I feel like I the, we, we were always shown pictures of that or yes. something. And then uh, – wildlife getting caught in it yes you don't have to cut those exactly yeah yeah. so that's the other aspect to Mm -hmm. it um not only are they ingesting it but they're also you know it can uh impact their habitat yeah and disrupt their habitat yeah absolutely so that that is absolutely a real impact and that's happening to the environment around us which indirectly or even directly has an impact on us by the, the the food we're consuming yeah um so that is absolutely one area that's very real and you've also mentioned just the impact on us directly. Yeah. So the main thing with these microplastics is it, are the chemicals that they contain. So they can contain something called BPA, which we've talked about before, but this is a common chemical found in plastic, which can, uh, which has estrogen mimicking properties. Mm-hmm. So it can 
um, basically mimic estrogen in our body, which can lead to hormone disruption. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, BPA has been linked to many other health issues, including reproductive disorders, Mm -hmm. uh, heart disease, and uh, also developmental problems in children. Mm -hmm. So a lot of negative things going on there. That's just one of the chemicals that we know about that is in microplastics. Okay. Plastic, just plastic in general. Yeah. But obviously it's in these microplastics when they break down. Yep. So if I'm, I'm hearing you right then, it's not necessarily the microplastics themselves that are harmful. It's the chemicals associated with them. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, I think it's obvious that plastic in general, yeah. isn't, we shouldn't be eating plastic. Mm-hmm. Probably isn't the best for us. But yes, yeah, specifically, it's these chemicals that are found in plastic. Interesting. That's really, really harming us. Yeah. And that that kind of leads me into the next chemical, which is phthalates. This one has gained mm-hmm. a lot of traction recently. Not only is it found in um, plastic, but it's also found in a lot of personal care products mm. and, um, and things like that, body wash, cleaning products, different, different, um, household products. And, uh, phthalates are also known endocrine disruptors, mm. which, uh, which basically means that it's disrupting our hormones or mimicking our hormone hormones in negative ways, which again, can cause a range of different health issues, including reproductive issues, developmental problems. Um, and even it's even been link- linked to certain types of cancer as well. Mm-hmm. So not good. Yeah. And these microplastics are everywhere. Yes. I was just, mentioned. absolutely. I was just watching um, a Joe Rogan podcast and they, he had a, a doctor on, Dr. Shauna, I believe her name was. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about some studies she had done specifically related to phthalates and the impact that it has on and her study was specific to male as well, male testosterone levels. Mm -hmm. And her conclusion was that it has a massive impact. Mothers that were consuming phthalates as they were pregnant, their children, their male children had a lower testosterone count. Wow. Um, So it it flowed through to the baby. So something to be very conscious of here, that that can have a lot of long-term impacts. Before the baby is even born, it has uh, almost like a delayed start in the testosterone levels. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Affecting the offspring. I yes, guess. exactly. Wow. Yeah. Um, it flows through there. Yeah. And we'll definitely have to do a full podcast episode about hormones in general mm-hmm. and the importance yes. that that uh, plays in optimal health. Yes. Um, okay. So yeah, those the, I'd say those chemicals are the main, the main problem with microplastics. Okay. But also like another point is plastic didn't really become super popular yeah. until the 1940s, 1950s. Mm-hmm. So it really hasn't been a around that long. So we don't know the long-term effects of plastic. Same thing with vegetable oil. Same thing with (laughs) these processed sugars and these Mm -hmm. processed grains. They're so new. Mm -hmm. So we don't know the full effect that it has. And Mm -hmm. I I have a feeling that it's not good. Yeah. It's not a good effect that these things are having. Right. It's only been 80 years, you said. 80 years since plastics became mainstream. Think about things like vegetable oils that that we've been consuming for such a short period of time that already are showing some really poor health benefits or health detrimental health, health impact. Yeah, health impacts, um, yeah. Think about things that have been around for such a long time, salt, beef, those, those types of things that- Yeah, eggs, thousand, eggs fruit, Yeah, vegetables. all those kinds of things. Um, obviously not necessarily replacements for plastic here. Right. But some, something to just be thoughtful of as you're, whatever you're consuming or purchasing. Yeah. Um, okay, so maybe just to summarize that real quick. So the, the reason microplastics are bad for humans- is because of the chemicals associated, specifically BPA and phthalates are mm-hmm. the two that really stand out. Correct. Um, that can have negative impacts on on your endocrine uh, levels, your endocrine your, system, aka like your horm- hormones. your hormones. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, it's you're you're confusing your body basically. Mm-hmm. You're 
your body is constantly communicating to other parts of your body. And when you consume these microplastics, it's basically interfering with that communication. It's mm-hmm. like some, something's off. Mm-hmm. That's the way I'd describe it. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. I think that's a good description. Learning more about our bodies through all of this. It's amazing just how perfectly designed they are. Everything has a purpose. Everything has reason within our body and things that we're adding like microplastics are disrupting the way that our body is supposed to operate. Yeah. We're, yeah, exactly. Disrupting <laughs> its natural function. Yeah. And it's such a complicated yes. mechanism mm-hmm. and function. And yeah, exactly. We're, we're disrupting that with all these man-made things. Yes. The one that really stood out was like alcohol when we learned about alcohol. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the amount of impact that has on our body. Yeah. If you haven't listened to that one, <laughs> yeah. definitely go and listen to the alcohol episode which yeah. we did a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yep. Um, okay. So that is some really good information about microplastics and why they're detrimental. Now let's let's make it real life. Yep. Like what swaps can people make for yeah. this? So we have, I don't know, maybe 10, 10 to 12 swaps here okay. that you can make. So this is probably the most important part of the podcast. Yeah. So definitely continue listening here. <laughs> uh, these are action items that you can take today. Mm-hmm. Maybe not all at once, but you know, maybe one by one you mm-hmm. do these things. And I hope this isn't overwhelming to you, but more educational. Yeah. So the first thing I would recommend doing is swapping out plastic cutting boards for wooden or bamboo cutting boards. Mm-hmm. When you're when you take a plastic cutting board and say you're cutting vegetables on it, every time you cut, you're cutting that plastic mm-hmm. and these microplastic particles are leaching into the food you're eating. Yes. If you do have a, a plastic cutting board by chance, just take a knife to it and like shave it. Yeah. And you'll see all the little microplastics come off. Exactly. Yeah. Very scary. A little scary, yeah. Yeah. So bamboo or uh, wooden are going to be your best options there. Okay. The next swap is going to be swapping out plastic Tupperware Mm -hmm. for glass. A lot of people store their food in Tupperware, Mm -hmm. as as do I. Mm -hmm. And uh, a super easy swap you can make is is swapping out that plastic for for glass. And is the reason for that because the food that's in there, the plastic can leach in? How does that happen? It, it, It can So if you're storing it in the fridge, Mm -hmm. the plastic can leach into the food. The good news with that is that you're keeping it in a cool place Mm -hmm. and it's much harder for microplastic or it's much harder for the plastic to break down into microplastics Mm -hmm. when it's cold. So that's not too bad. Um, But just kind of to avoid that altogether, I'd say go for glass. The number one thing you don't want to do is heating up leftover Mm -hmm. food in a plastic container Mm -hmm. because that's a disaster. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's absolutely going to leach these microplastic particles into your food. Yep. That's when it gets heated up. That's when it, okay. That's exactly. the issue. Also think about it. Like if you leave a water bottle in your car mm-hmm. on a hot day, that's releasing microplastics into your, into the, into the water. Yeah. So, uh, that's definitely something I recommend avoiding. Yeah. That's a good point. People maybe not thinking about that. Um, cause it's not like you're heating it up or anything, but the, naturally it's just heating it's naturally up. Yeah. Being heated up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so swap out the plastic for glass Tupperware. Okay. And this is like, it's also, that's like pretty inexpensive to do. Yeah. If you have a Costco membership, they have <laughs> like, you can buy a six pack, I think for less than $20 of yeah. glass Tupperware. Mm-hmm. It's not. This is something I just did is, yeah. is swap this out. Yeah, it was it was very inexpensive. Yeah. And, and easy to do. Yeah. And just throw away the. Give it to the plastic. plastic. Yeah. You, you, don't, you don't need it. No. Yeah. Just toss it. It also feels just so much nicer. Yeah. Glass. Yeah. 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 For <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. And then you can heat it up in the microwave too and yes. have no problems. Yep. Okay. So that's number two. Number three is going to be swapping out plastic lined cups mm. 
for stainless steel. And when I mean that, I, I really mean like if you go to Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts mm-hmm. or something, yes, they're paper cups on the outside, but they're all lined with plastic. And you mm-hmm. can see this. Take Next time you go to Starbucks or something or a coffee shop, look at the cup. The inside is lined with plastic. Mm-hmm. And what are you doing when you're getting coffee? Mm-hmm. Putting hot, hot liquid in there. Hot liquid yeah. with plastic. What yeah. did we just talk about? Yeah, bad. Bad. So that <laughs> is releasing microplastics into your coffee, into mm-hmm. your hot coffee. Uh, so, and this is difficult. I, I mean, I'd say the best option is, you know, make your coffee or tea at home uh-huh. so you don't get the cup at all. You can also bring a stainless steel cup yeah. to the coffee shop. Maybe ask if they can just put the coffee in there. I, I've never done that before, so I don't know if they'll if they'll do that for you. Yeah. But maybe if they say no, then maybe still bring a cup, and then as soon as you get your coffee, immediately pour it into the stainless steel That's cup. That's true. At least the longer it sits there, the worse it gets. Yeah. So if you can do it right away. Better. Better. And, and Starbucks will. If you bring a reusable cup, They'll fill it up. It's actually okay. cheaper. I think it's like 10 cents cheaper. Oh, really? If you bring your own cup. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. So, so there you for go. most people out there, there you local go. Starbucks, awesome. you bring your own cup. There you go. Um, and they're, they're very pro bringing your own cup. Oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. So yeah, bring your own stainless steel cup and yep. you don't have to worry about those microplastics. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So that's the third one. What about, what's the next one? The next one was, was one that we hinted at earlier, which is the synthetic clothing. Mm-hmm. So if you can, and this isn't like the first thing I would do, yeah. if you're, especially if you're overwhelmed by a lot of this information. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do this first, but like we said, maybe a good starting place is swapping out the synthetic um, underwear or boxers Mm -hmm. for um, natural materials like cotton or Mm -hmm. wool or silk. These Mm -hmm. are much more natural alternatives that don't have these chemicals and these endocrine disruptors in them. Okay. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that one makes sense. Something we've hit on there before. Yeah. And then getting back to one of our earlier podcast episodes about salt. Mm Mm-hmm. We talked about how microplastics can be found in sea salts because our oceans are polluted mm-hmm. with these microplastics. So swapping out the sea salt for things like Redmond's real salt. Mm-hmm. These are this is this salt is mined from like an underground cave. It's not from the sea. Uh, pink Himalayan sea salt as well is a good option. That's usually microplastic free. And then also Celtic sea salt mm. is the only sea salt that I would recommend because uh, where it comes from in France, it's not polluted. There's no plastics or microplastics yeah. where it comes from. So that's also good to go. Um, but if you can find a brand that tests for microplastics as well, that would be ideal. Yep. Yeah, the reasoning, just to, to visualize this one a little bit, when companies are making salt that's coming from the sea, they're effectively evaporating the water and mm-hmm. just left with the salt. The thing is that microplastics are not biodegradable. That's why we talked about in the laundry, they, they just kind of flow through. They don't break they're not, down. They're not filtered out or anything. Yeah, you can't right? filter them out. And so that's why if you're creating salt from sea salt, you're not necessarily getting rid of all the microplastics because they, they don't break down. They're just, they're here forever um, in, in our earth. Um, so that's something just to be thoughtful of. Yeah. All right, I've got a few more swaps here, but mm-hmm. hey, if you're enjoying this content, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Mm-hmm. Let's get into the next one here, seafood and beef. Mm-hmm. So we just talked about this. Yeah. Micro, uh, these fish are consuming microplastics and then we in turn consume the fish, we're consuming microplastics. Mm-hmm. So what do we do to minimize our intake of these microplastics from fish? Well, we kind of hinted, hinted at yeah. this at the seafood episode <laughs> yeah. that we talked about. Uh-huh. We're referencing a lot, a lot of, of overlap, episodes, yeah. but there is a lot of overlap, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you really want to 
uh, consume, you know, the smaller fish, the mm-hmm. less dense fish. Mm-hmm. So maybe not the tuna or the swordfish or the shark, which are big fish that accumulate not only heavy metals, but also these microplastics. Mm-hmm. Maybe you look for something like sardines instead mm. or um, what's the other one? Mackerel, mm. uh, small, small fish that yeah. maybe don't accumulate these uh, microplastics as much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're They're not consuming the microplastics because they're not necessarily bottom feeders, I guess, but they're also not consuming other seafood that right. is consuming microplastics. Right. As you go up the food chain, mm-hmm. these fish are going to have more and more heavy metals and microplastics. Yes. So we want to basically look towards the beginning of the yeah. food chain, the smaller fish. The smaller fish. That aren't going to accumulate these chemicals. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, they also have a, a shorter lifespan. Yes. Which means they're also consuming less. Yeah, exactly. It's all connected. Yeah. yeah. And then- also, the beef aspect to it, there have been many studies that show that conventional beef, non-organic, non-grass-fed beef can contain microplastics mm. because these plastics are getting into the cow's feed, mm. therefore getting into the cow, therefore getting into us when we consume the cow. Mm-hmm. So another problem and another reason I recommend going for 100% grass-fed, regeneratively raised beef mm-hmm. Uh, some companies will even test to ensure that there are no microplastics in their beef. Um, but if you do go for 100% grass-fed, regeneratively raised beef, like I do, your chances of microplastics and even like glyphosate, herbicides, mm-hmm. and pesticides in the beef goes down drastically. Yeah. So, and I, we were mentioning, we were talking about this a little bit before we hit record on this mm-hmm. podcast, but. The nutrient profile of conventional beef versus grass-fed beef isn't that different. Mm-hmm. It actually contains, they both contain a lot of vitamins and minerals. The problem with conventional beef is, the problem with conventional beef are all of these chemicals that mm. are in them, like glyphosate, like pesticides and herbicides, mm. and like microplastics, Yeah, which is why I recommend going for 100% grass-fed, regeneratively raised beef. Yeah, a couple episodes ago, we were talking about, you have, uh, everyone has a certain budget that they're working with, and if you are working with that certain budget, then prioritize like the, almost like the snack foods, the ones, the processed foods to make sure if you are consuming processed foods, they're high quality processed Mm -hmm. foods. And if you have leftover budget, then you can get beef, maybe not hundred percent grass fed. Yeah. Because this, I'm I'm just thinking about that as you're talking about this, this is an area where you, where you would want to prioritize that grass fed beef if possible. Yeah. I mean, if if you can, Yeah. but again, I'd say, I'd still go back to what we talked about earlier and say, you know, you really want to be minimizing the vegetable oils, the processed grains, and the added sugar, which are going to be found in your heavily processed food. Okay. So I would still, yeah, if, if you're really on a budget, I, I would still say, hey, you know, go for that conventional beef mm-hmm. and buy the healthier processed food, you yep. know, crackers, whatever, whatever you're going to buy. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, it's tough. It is. Yeah. Everyone's got to prioritize something. Yeah. Um, so that, that that's good to know. I just want to make sure that we're kind of bringing this all together. Yeah. Um, here. That's a good point. Yep. Um, so that's even what I would consider healthier food, seafood and beef can still contain some of these microplastics. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's a lot of swaps there. Just want to maybe pause here for a second. You mentioned a few, if you were starting on your health journey, which one would you start with out of the the five, I think, or so that we've mentioned thus far? Out of the ones we've mentioned, I would definitely, oh man, <laughs> that's tough because yeah. I... <laughs> a, a lot of these yeah I mean, the cutting board and the mm-hmm. tupperware for sure that that would be those your... are they're just so easy mm-hmm. and not that expensive uh-huh it's a good place to start it's a good place to start yeah and you, you are most people are using a cutting board almost every time they cook exactly mm-hmm. and 
And storing your food. And storing your food. Plastic yeah. or, you know, yeah. plastic containers. Yeah. Um, maybe those two. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever use like Ziploc bags? I do use Ziploc bags. For yeah. food at all? Um, yeah. Like if I have Parmesan cheese or something. Yeah. What, oh, yeah. What I do. Uh-huh. And now there, of course, there are studies coming out showing that parchment paper oh, can really? have chemicals oh in gosh. it as well, which I thought was the best yeah. non-toxic thing to use. And now I don't know what I'm supposed to use. But normally I would wrap. For example, I don't use plastic bags for a lot, but one thing is Parmesan cheese. Mm-hmm. So I wrap it in parchment paper, mm-hmm. and then I'll put it in a plastic bag. Okay. I wonder if my, if the uh, what is it? Parchment paper has the microplastics too. What's like tinfoil? Could you use tinfoil to wrap no, it? No, I think that's, that's worse. Oh, that's yeah. worse. Yeah. Do you use tinfoil? Aluminum? No, I don't. No. I don't even have. You don't. No. Okay. Yeah. Got it. That's this, because of <laughs> microplastics or something else. No, alum, uh, aluminum. Oh, aluminum itself. Aluminum, aluminum itself. Yeah, uh, you don't want to be putting that in your body. I guess is that it would aluminum be a heavy metal? Yes. Okay. Aluminum so that's what we metal. talked yeah. about with like and seafood. It's, and it's naturally found in the earth, mm-hmm. and it's naturally found in a lot of foods. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we don't we don't want to be like artificially putting it in our body. Okay. Especially like cooking with it. Yeah. Heating it up to high yeah. temperatures. Sometimes I'll put it down on like the a baking sheet. Yeah. So that I don't have to clean the baking yeah, sheet. Yeah, I used to do that. Yeah. Use parchment paper. That's better. I, well, I thought it was. Yeah. Now, I don't, now I don't know. <laughs> Rethink everything. Yeah. Uh, if anyone knows a non-toxic yeah, let us paper know. or something to use, yeah, let us know. This is yeah. something um, probably the next thing I'll do research on mm-hmm. is this parchment paper because I've been seeing a lot of videos about it recently. Yeah. So you, so Ziploc bags, or Parmesan cheese is, is the main use, <laughs> for I guess. Me, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other areas where people use Ziploc bags. Not necessarily... A Ziploc bag, but like plastic, because it's it's the holiday season right now. Yeah, a lot of people are making Christmas cookies. Yeah, and Story. a lot of people put icing in like a, a Ziploc bag and then just cut the end and use it. Yeah, to make the icing. I don't know if like little things like that can add up. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's the biggest deal because you're not heating it up mm. and you're kind of just using it once and then you're and then it's done. Yeah, but yeah, it's a good point. All yeah. all things to think think about for sure. And it's not. That kind of reminds me, like, it's not about, you know, being perfect. Mm -hmm. It's about reducing our exposure to these microplastics where we can. Mm -hmm. And I think Tupperware and cutting boards and Mm -hmm. a few other things we're about to get into Mm -hmm. are the easier ways to reduce our exposure to this. That's a good point. That that has to be your mindset here. Otherwise, you will get overwhelmed. Yes. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So what are are other areas, too? Yeah. Let's let's keep going through these. So uh, avoiding single... Use plastic, so obviously water bottles. We, mm-hmm. If we can avoid that whenever we can, um, that's going to be great. Um, straws, I mean, bags, like mm-hmm. plastic bags, things like that. Yeah. If we can use, re- use reusable bags, that, that, that'd that be fantastic. Yeah. Um, but then also, since I just said the water bottle, I want to get into uh, a filter, a water filter. Mm-hmm. A lot of tap water can contain these microplastics mm-hmm. as well. So it's very important to get a high quality filter. And this is one of the reasons I love a reverse osmosis water filter because mm-hmm. it literally filters out everything, mm-hmm. including microplastics. A lot of these Brita filters out there, no hate on Brita, they, they do a good job of filtering out certain things, but not everything. And one of those things is microplastics. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the reasons I love a reverse osmosis water filter. Um, because it filters out these microplastics, which yeah. are in our tap water. Yeah. Again, we talked. To, we had a whole episode on on water and yeah. learned a lot on that one. Yeah. And that was one of the main takeaways I had was how, how beneficial a reverse osmosis filter is. Yeah. 
Um, so I'll leave a link to one of my favorite brands, AquaTrue, okay. in the in the description as well for at least a hundred dollars off. All right. Um, <laughs> I think I think they're doing. Actually, I think they extended their Cyber Monday sale as well until mm-hmm. December sixth, uh-huh. which is Wednesday, which is today. Today, uh, today, today is Wednesday. Yes, <laughs> yes. So yes. Aquatru, I feel like they got some good deals right now. Yeah, they do. Yeah, but yeah. It's like checking them out. One hundred and fifty dollars off. I yeah. Think. So if you're looking for a good Christmas gift, yep. If you're looking for a good way to treat yourself, yeah. Check out the link below. Um, super inexpensive too. They're only a couple. You can get one of the filters for a couple hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and you don't have to change them that often too. Is what the you're filters? Saying. Yeah, yeah, you don't. It's yeah, like once every six months. Yep, once a year, and mm-hmm. there's it's three stage filter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll leave more information for sure in the description. So. Yeah. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. I'd say that might be like getting back to your earlier mm-hmm. question. That might be my number one is the the water filter. Yeah, interesting because that's something you're consu- you're you're literally drinking all mm-hmm. day every single day. Mm-hmm. So to getting a high quality filter, I think is extremely important. Mm-hmm. And also going off that, I just posted a video about this. Getting a shower filter. Oh yeah, is also important. Yep, because that's also going to be filtering out not only microplastics but also pesticides, herbicides. Uh, farm uh, medications, mm-hmm. you know, all of these things that are winding their way up in our water. Yep. Yeah. Between, I guess, those two, you'd prioritize though then the water filter because you're consuming it directly rather than probably, through the shower. Probably. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. That'd be where you start. Yeah. Okay. That's, that. That. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Personal care products, like we mentioned, a lot of these personal care products can contain these microbeads, mm-hmm. and uh, it's important to look for you know all natural, non toxic products. If you see something that says microplastic free, that would be great. Mm-hmm. But there's also a few ingredients that you should look out for. Like, and I'll leave this in, in the mm-hmm. description so you can kind of save it down. But mm-hmm. polyethylene, mm-hmm. polypropylene, polyethylene. There's a couple other ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah, these are some I can't some pronounce these. to yeah. say. Um, but yeah, definitely have been shocked by how much is out there in personal care, both the primary and secondary yes. microplastics that we talked yeah, about. exactly. This is one area. Are there certain brands that, that you use that you recommend for like sh- shamp- shampoo, soap? Um, I like shampoo and conditioner. I use the brand Acure. Okay. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of other a good non-toxic brands out there. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you don't follow my sister, our sister, yeah. Carly. Yes. At Clean Living Carly on Instagram. You should pause this episode and do that right now yes. because she has so many non-toxic swaps, whether it's face wash, uh, shampoo, conditioner, body wash, mm-hmm. uh, makeup, everything. All of it. And yeah, she, she's got you covered there. Absolutely. So definitely give her a follow. Yeah. She just turned me on to a company called Jack Henry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've heard of that one. Yeah. So yeah. I ordered some stuff on Cyber Monday. Oh. A bunch of stuff from what'd them. What'd you get? I got a face cream. Yeah. I got new deodorant. Because oh, I yeah. use just like Axe deodorant. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So. Baby steps, baby, baby steps. steps. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no. And then um, like a, a shampoo or a, like a, a face cleanser. Oh, like, nice. Use in the shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they added some deals on Cyber Monday. Yeah. So Jack Henry, I like their That's brand. That's a great brand for, for men. For men, and yes. We'll, we'll, we'll leave a description. We'll leave a link to that as well in the yep. description. They Their products are fantastic. They are. Yeah. Yeah. I really like them. Yeah. In terms of ingredients too. Like yep. it's just great. Yep. Um, okay. So just a few other things. Yeah. Avoiding, like we already mentioned, avoiding mm-hmm. heating your food in plastic containers in the microwave mm-hmm. or leaving your plastic water bottles out in the sun. This can leach these microplastics into your food or your or beverage, whatever it may be. Yeah. One, one thing real quick on that. Yeah. Plastics is a lot of like frozen foods that you'll take them out of the box and they'll be in a plastic container and then it'll be like poke the top with a fork. Yeah. And then you'll put all of this plastic. That's something in to the be microwave. Very, in the microwave, sorry, yeah. in the microwave to heat it up. 
frozen foods, there, there are some good frozen foods out there. I think you've highlighted some on sure. your stories, but if you're consuming it with, with plastic, it's something to be careful of. Yeah, definitely heating it up too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's that's where you want to watch out. So yep. if you are consuming those foods, which yeah. is fine, you know, um, frozen fruit, frozen vegetables comes, yeah. comes in plastic. Yeah. Hopefully since it's cold, these microplastics aren't leaching into the food mm-hmm. as much as they would be if it's hot. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, definitely transfer that to a plate yeah. or glass container or something and yes. then put it in the microwave. Exactly. Um, natural cleaning products, mm-hmm. another another thing to look out for. A brand like Branch Basics is my personal favorite. There's a mm-hmm. couple other non-toxic brands that are great. Um, filtering our tap water, which mm-hmm. we already talked about, very, very important. Check out AquaTrue down below. And then just, you know, an overall thing is just try to consume as much fresh whole foods as mm-hmm. much as you can because this should ideally contain less of these microplastics than the processed food. Yeah, consistent theme throughout all the episodes. That, that's what it gets back to. Eat real food. Real food. Yeah. yeah. All right, I think that's going to be it for episode 24 of the Clean Kitchen Podcast. If you found this helpful, go ahead and share it with a friend. Subscribe on YouTube. Leave a rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And we will see you next week in episode 25.